hi. I guess we should probably say welcome back to uh, Deep Derailments. We're going to see what virtual version. Yeah, sound quality is like. First virtual version. Because, yeah, we couldn't ever make it work in person. So hoping that this is better. We're recording on multiple platforms in case it fucks up. But um, welcome back. We got a lot of good feedback on our last episode saying it was, you know, the best of the worst sound quality so far. Um, That was good. I also heard murmurs of like glaciers were super interesting and Michelle had the most important topic. I think that I think that um, my husband Phil said it was a, the best episode he listened to. So glaciers, specifically because of glaciers. Yes. Fuck his dumb wife and her menstrual cycle. Nope. The glaciers. <laughs> it's the glaciers. Yeah, that's fair. I, mean, I that's thought fair. that the would you rather's were really just brought it home. Yeah, wrapped up brought the it, episode. Brought it all together for sure. I agree. Um, so give us some feedback, guys, on how this episode sounds, and uh, maybe we can keep it going like this. But anything new? This is Tracy. Hi, welcome, Deep Derailments. This is Tracy talking. This is Megan. I'm not coughing. I got yay. over my tuberculosis. So, yay! Yay! Uh, thank God. It was only eight weeks. I'm um, the house glacial expert, Michelle. Glaciologist, Michelle. Glaciologist. <laughs> um, so. You can just refer to that me as that from now on forever. All right. What's your Halloween costumes? Well, it depends. Um, it depends on what Daph is going to be, because if she's a little egg, then I'm going to be a farmer. But if she's Perfect. a butterfly, then I'm going to be a butterfly. Why wouldn't so she be a chicken? Because like a chicken. Because I'm a farmer that's hatching the chick. Because it's um, like a chick hatching from an egg. So it's like I'm a, I'm a farmer. Okay. And you then know, Phil can be a chicken. I mean, chicken was a legit question, though. I mean, no, it is a legit question. I don't want to dress up like a fucking chicken. All right. <laughs> good answer. Uh, well, my daughter tricked me into, and I just say this because I'm a sucker. Yes. Buying a very expensive Sally costume from Nightmare Before Christmas. Are you going to match this? Uh, no, it's just because she was like, just oh, her. Please get it. Look at the wig and like the blue arms. Was it sick? Uh, I don't know. I might still return it. She's probably going to be sad. <laughs> so you're not going to be Jack or anything like that? No. No. I asked Angelo and he was like, absolutely not. Like, okay. I mean, all, you, all you got to do is like dress up like a skeleton, right? Yeah. All right. What about I'm you? Gonna, I'm going to be a national park ranger. You're going to be, I mean, I truly feel like that is like maybe even some type of like like sex foreplay for you <laughs> no i just feel like it's like a dream of mine to actually yeah. be a park ranger so maybe if i dress like it i can like will it to happen if you, you had an opportunity carry... go ahead Meg. absolutely say, don't get you your, your passport stamp book yeah with no you? i wouldn't no it's at a party i'm not gonna risk mm. getting my national park passport messed up <gasps> no could you make a fake one well, I have two, so maybe I'll use the shitty one. Yeah. Because I have one that I do state and national parks in, and it's kind of a mess. And then I have one that's strictly national parks that I've been to stamped from the visitor center. The other one gets a little willy-nilly. It's got some state parks in there. It's got some national monuments. So, you know. That's the shitty one. That's the shitty one. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> it's not, monument it doesn't follow the rules. Parks. You know? <laughs> well, it doesn't follow the, the, the national park passport rules. So, 
I mean, we all know how she feels about Mount Rushmore. So fuck Mount Rushmore, it. that piece of shit, that rock that was beautiful before it was carved. That's what you're mad about. Yeah. Not the people who are on it, but just that they carved a stone. Yeah. It, well, it's like sacred Native American land. Oh, is it? I didn't yeah. I actually. And they were like, uh, y'all mind if we carve this? And they're like, yes. And they're like, we did it. The sentence, um, everyone knows why Michelle, how Michelle feels about Mount Rushmore does not apply to me. Didn't <laughs> oh. know this. <laughs> I, I, no, wait, you don't know the story about Mount no, Rushmore? No, I don't know. I, I, I'm, this is, no, this I is love important. We have to, I thought no, you would be like, this. what a, fucking tits thing they did to stone no. like, that's so cool no no nay nay I'm a, I'm a stone purist to be clear <laughs> you are so many things I'm a stone purist, purist is I'm a stone purist apologist and stone purist yeah so great on like a fucking badge <laughs> Michelle national park ranger glaciologist stone purist <laughs> but um, that be, can that be your bio on Instagram from yeah, now on sure. I'll change so we get to Mount Rushmore and um Rich and I we decide to like bop on by because we're like pretty close to it and we're like, well, when are we ever gonna be this close to Mount Rushmore again? So let's like pop in, right? We were kind of on a high because we were just at Devil's Tower. It's a great place, loved it. We we're like, that was so sick. So we're like, let's do Mount Rushmore. We get in there. First off, we got I got my national parks pass for the year, my yearly yeah. pass, so I can yeah. get them full free. So I flash that baby. That cost? Huh? How much does that cost? Uh, like $87. It's a steal, to be honest, because it's, it's like... It's probably like less bucks. than your All Trails app, I bet. No, All Trails uh, subscription per year is $32. Perfect. Yeah. All Trails. Sponsored by Trailmans. Wait, no, um, just kidding. Also, <laughs> anyway. Rocket Money. Rocket Money. Are, you put all your money into these subscriptions. For oh, yeah. I'm using the Rocket <laughs> Money, and it's like, you're spending too much money. Maybe All Trails? Cancel it? I'm rocket. Like, okay. Wait, what's it called? Oh, rocket yeah. Fuel or Rocket Mortgage? Rocket Money. Rocket uh, Money, rocket so, money yeah. opens up, and it's just fucking red and on fire in your face. <laughs> like because of my National Parks passes. <laughs> so we roll up, and I'm like, hey, what's up? Uh, I got my... Uh, and they're like, oh, we don't accept that or whatever. We don't accept the National Parks Pass. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, well, it's like, like we don't technically charge to get in. And I was like, all right, cool, Mount Rushmore. Well, it's going to be $10. I was like, the fuck is the $10 for? And they're like, oh, you pay for parking. And I was Hold like, on. yeah. So they ahead. said it doesn't cost anything to come in here, but yeah. also give us $10 to for park parking. Here. You're not paying an entrance fee. You're paying a parking fee. Seems sketch for their shitty fucking garage that's a piece of shit okay and then you get out and then you're like the wow. united states is gonna come at us so i don't care right i know the internet this is, this is a known thing about me me okay. whenever me and rich go to a shitty place we say we got mount rushmore <laughs> and you know what the, and then we we're in the gift shop and most gift shops at a national park you can use your veterans like military discount right yeah so this guy's like, hey, I want to buy this T-shirt or whatever. Oh, I have my military um, ID, you know, for my discount. And they're like, oh, we don't do military discounts here. And I was like, of all fucking national parks, Mount Rushmore, the like America Park doesn't do fucking military discounts. Are you kidding me? That's they not celebrate Fourth of July here too. That's um, that feels. I, it's not, and I understand this, but it feels illegal. 
that they don't accept. I don't know. But listen, I'm just telling you what I overheard. Okay. So I was like, I believe right. you. I'm not saying that you're not telling the truth. I'm just saying, like a national monument saying, like, national fuck monument. off, soldier. Yeah. Feels insane. We don't care. Sit, pay full price for that shitty shirt. Wow. That's scary. I know. That's what I said. And I was like, you know what? Get out of here. All right. So aside but- from the. De- degregation of native land <laughs> did you yeah, go up awesome. in their fucking noses like in no. Rich, Rich money what was that movie called uh richie money richie blank check um, no it's with richie rich richie rich richie rich yeah um, and they went up in fucking mount rushmore's noses we also got mount rushmore because they had the trail that goes up there closed so you couldn't even get near it oh that's mm. fucked yeah i'm sorry bro biggest waste of ten dollars of my life but hey if i ever have children i'm gonna be like you know what we're not going to fucking mount rushmore mom's been there dad's been there forget about it sucks sucks trash (laughs) never do it i'll take it a double people whose land it was before ours amazing amazing love them love them Mm -hmm. they should have it take it back please yeah hey christopher Um, fuck you so then we went to Devil's Tower and I was like, oh my I God, there's more. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not even going to get my National Parks pass out because it's like not a national park. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can get it for free. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Come on in. And we we're like, oh, OK. So, yeah. Megan, hold your mic a little closer to you. There you Bye. go. That's because it's going to sound a little better if it's a little closer. Oh, OK, <laughs> so <laughs> listen, Megan made it sound like. Well, and also, Maggie, no, everyone actually knows. We're, so, guys, we're um we're doing a little spooky season episode yeah. here uh-huh. with two of our, our spookiest gals. Um, my, you that know, was the my biggest other... derailment we've ever done. Yeah, that's a good I one. Know, I was like getting ready to like talk about like scary dead like, things. I don't know how we got like Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like that tracked a little bit as to like who's in this group of stuff. So it's fine. (laughs) Um, But like angry Native Americans can be spooky. Yeah. Well, let's just, you know what? We're not going to say that. We're going to move on. Um, (laughs) We're going to just say (laughs) tonight. So I'm not talking tonight, um, which is a delight for me because my throat kind of hurts. But Meg, I think you're up first, girl. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be scared to do my Welcome to spooky deep derailments episode i would be be remiss to do something not filled with mystery and lore oh you'd be remiss (laughs) as hell so actually i'm just gonna talk a just teeny tiny smidgen about the history of halloween and then i'm gonna tell you about my four favorite murders that happened i'm like halloween so excited i feel so excited for this and i know you gave me a little preview earlier but man i'm like i'm pumped i'm amped here we go well i mean i hope i don't disappoint uh you're not going to okay well i'm just gonna read this two and a half page document that i worked on for the last hour of work today because no that you worked on not on work hours Oh, you're right. Out. You're punched out. Jessica, I was clocked out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, so we all love Halloween for the spookiness and the ghosts and the trick or treating and candy and and all that fun things. But Halloween has a long and fascinating history that traces its origins back to the ancient Celtic festivals. The Irish. Oh. It's always the Irish. It's always finished. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, that Michael Myers uh, Halloween 3. 
is set in Ireland. I've never seen a single one of those movies and I never will. No, she doesn't like scary movies. Of the slasher movies, I I do think that Halloween is the best. Halloween is good. It it is frightening and you should try to give it a watch, Grace. No, I'm good. Thank you. I I have absolutely zero desire. I hug you while you watch. I, there are, when, like talking about would you rather if if it was would you rather x or watch a slasher movie i'm almost going to guarantee it will be the first one oh, I can, okay. guys oh, okay. i right. right can i know would you rather get <laughs> a baby or watch all seven bivy <laughs> all seven michael myers 100 how about, how about bivy. first three bivy Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So, um, this ancient holiday known as Samhain marked the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter. It's believed to be the time when the boundary between the living and the dead was blurred, allowing spirits to walk the earth. People lit bonfires and wore costumes to ward off these malevolent spirits. So, over time, as Christianity spread, Samhain evolved into All Hallows' Eve mm-hmm. and the night before All Saints' Days. The customs associated with the holiday continued to incorporate elements of the supernatural and the mysterious, giving rise to the sense of fear and spookiness. Mm-hmm. And that is just a teeny tiny smidgen of Halloween and how it came to be today. Can I say something? <laughs> no. <laughs> Too bad. Um, there's this funny TikTok where um, this lady, I just think it's interesting that this came from like, not came from Christianity, but that like there are some sort of like Christian, Christianity background in it. There's a funny TikTok of this lady who was like, because I'm a Christian, she was holding her cute little child and she was like, because I'm a Christian, I don't, <laughs> I don't um, celebrate Halloween, but we do like to get dressed up and hand out candy. And it's like, bitch, <laughs> it's Halloween. Literally. So silly. So silly. Anyway, continue, Meg. Oh, gosh. Um, So that's it. So I went through and I picked out four murders that happened on Halloween that I found to be the most intriguing. A couple of these we all know and love. A couple we do not. Um, So I'm going to go just in. um, I almost said alphabetical order. That's not right. Order of spookiness? No, like years. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick, real quick. So you won't watch a Michael Myers slasher movie with Jamie Lee Curtis's hot ass, but you want to talk about real life serial killers. Yeah, I don't know what the what happened in my brain, but um this doesn't scare me. This like makes real me murder, feel- no problem. It's not that it's no problem and it's not that I enjoy this. I feel like I'm it's doing like a I feel like I'm doing like a I'm doing like a self-defense lesson right now in like, what would I do in this scenario? I feel like in a Michael Myers situation, it's just, it's, it's so scary. I mean, I genuinely can't even watch it without like, go like through my fingers, like crying. It's awful. So it's like just a spike of cortisol. For two and a half hours (laughs) and it never comes down. Yeah. I have to like get up and walk around and like talk to people about like peanut butter and jelly or something. Like I don't <laughs> I'd be know. so mad at you. I'd be like, shut up. He's about to kill her right now. Chill. I, and I can't. I hate it. All right. Okay. Sorry. Megan, what's your first murder? First. In- first Wait, murder. are we going oldest to newest or newest to oldest? Oldest, oldest to newest. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So 
sweet baby girl, Lisa Ann French, was nine years old. She yeah. was from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, and she, trigger warning, was sexually assaulted and murdered by her neighbor, Gerald Miles Turner Jr., oh. who was later nicknamed the Halloween Killer. Oh. So on Halloween night in 1973, she was out trick-or-treating alone. Nine years she, old, alone? Nine years old. In 73, alone, she was dressed up like a, in like a little hobo, I guess. Or un- no, hobo's hobo. okay. You can say hobo. Okay. Is hobo okay? Yeah, hobo's Did okay. Did we decide that? She's- yes. Hobo's <laughs> fine. Oh, my gosh. So um, she was out trick-or-treating, and then she stopped by to Turner's house, and she was like, oh, great. Like, I know this guy. I've seen him in the neighborhood. Oh. He's my neighbor. Like, he's friendly, right? Um, but then he lured her into her home, assaulted her, killed her, and then concealed her corpse in a garbage bag mm. and later discarded it um, on a farm field in the town of Techita, Wisconsin. I don't know why I said it like that. I, I don't, I don't know, know why you're here, but you have a weird smile on your face. I, I, <laughs> you have a history with Techita? Cheetah. I don't know. Just because it sounds like cheetah. Cheetah uh-huh. girls. <laughs> <laughs> so Turner confessed to the murder nine months later and was originally sentenced to 38 years and six months for his crimes. But he was mandatorily released on parole in 1992 and 1998. But then he went back to Wait, prison. I'm sorry. He like got released on parole. Went yeah. back to prison, and then they were like, "Ah, you can perhaps go again." Yeah. Why? What? Can you explain to me when you say mandatorily released on parole? Like, so some people there isn't even like a hearing; they just like it's been time, and so they get to go. Is that right? I presume it was sort of like a time spent, like that's good disgusting. behavior. I just, that's you get to go out and you murdered a child. This heinous, heinous thing. Ugh. Um. Then, I guess, eventually back in 2003, he went back to prison for 15 years for violating his parole. Um, The murder sent shockwakes through the local community of Fond du Lac and the state of Wisconsin. So they started like more stringent daylight trick-or-treating hours because Mm. they didn't want children alone uh, at night in the dark. And they... um, Enacted in 1994, it's now called Turner's Law, which allows criminals to who have been released from their prison sentences to be detained in mental health facilities if they are deemed sexually violent persons and a danger to the public. Hmm. Interesting. So, like, if they get released from prison, they're going to a mental health facility. That's good. I mean, poor mental health workers, but, you know, that's better than going back into the public, I guess. Yeah. So poor, sweet Lisa Ann French. I hope she's. Uh, Next one um, happened in, let's see, 1974. So just the very next year. Okay. Wild, right? 70 for a wild time. Yeah. Serial killing. Ask your dad. He probably could tell us more about it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, this murder murderer is nicknamed the candy man killed halloween this is horrible this man this monster ronald clark o'brien was convicted of killing his eight-year-old son timothy (gasps) on halloween night 1974 
they had been out trick-or-treating and Ronald um, like collected up all the pixie sticks that his son had gotten like in his trick-or-treat bucket or pail or whatever, then filled the pixie stick with potassium cyanide. What the fuck? Gave it to his child to ingest and then he died on his way to the hospital. Wait, why did he take him to the hospital? Sorry. What's that? that? That's a dumb question. He's Why did he take him to the hospital? To pretend like he wasn't guilty, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, to be like, oh no, my son ate some bad laced pixie sticks. Oh, yeah. sorry. Okay. And all of this because the dad had just taken out a $100,000 life insurance policy on his son. That is like, I swear to God, red flag number one is, oh. well, red flag number one is, you're the husband. That's problematic in general right. to be a husband. Right. <laughs> Two, if you take out an insurance policy or if your husband is like or wife or whomever is like, I'm going to take out a bigger insurance policy on us for our future. You no, ass. They are going to murder you. Run the fuck away. Like hundred. To do that to your fucking child. Like you. Oh, are- whoa, whoa. I'm not done. He oh, not only oh, did it to his son. Oh no! He also poisoned his daughter and three other children in the neighborhood in an attempt to cover up his crime. Oh, to be like some Timothy. It's also you know Barbara and these other kids in the neighborhood. I just made up that name. The daughter's yeah. not Barbara. I don't know. Um, however, those kids ended up being fine. Barbara's um, a very seventies name, so I think that was a really good pull. From like your seventies pocket, it might have been Barbara, Barbara, like Brian. Cindy or Nancy, yeah. Deborah, yeah. Deborah, uh, Deb, yeah, Deb. Yes. Okay, so this fuckface uh, Ronald Bryan was convicted of capital murder in June of 1975 and sentenced to death. He was executed by lethal injection in March of 1984. Bye bye, Candyman. Bye bye. Wishing bye-bye. you the, Is you this the same Candyman that if you stand in the mirror? And you say Candyman, it like comes to haunt you. Maybe it's like I don't that. Know. That's you know about the question. About. No, because yeah, the Candyman movie was like set in Cabrini Green, and like you said his name, but he like had like a weird like axe arm or something. If I'm remembering this correctly, I thought you were gonna say he had a weird tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know yeah, why. I mean, he certainly had a weird tooth. He just had a snaggle tooth coming in the mirror, kind of like Bloody Mary, you know, when you stand in front of the mirror and say Bloody Mary three times. So scary. Oh, okay. Maybe that's that what I was real. That. Yeah. In anyone who says Candyman five times in front of the mirror gets killed by Candyman. However, in the original short story, saying Candyman doesn't summon Candyman. Okay. So I guess it's just from the Candyman movie. Now, yeah. wasn't the <laughs> other Candyman Dean Coral? Wasn't he called the Candyman too? The guy with like the torture room, and he was a pedophile, and he would get those kids to like bring him. Like, what? Remember him? No, I guess no, like I, I I can't recall. All right. Well, sorry. Bring like there's too many Candymans. Yeah, that's not a Candyman. Uh, okay, number three on my list of four. Mm-hmm. Um, our boy. No, you know what? That I'm not even going to talk about Ted Bundy because <gasps> that girl, she got away. So it wasn't technically a she murder. One of the ones that got away. Yeah, she got. Wasn't away. there only one or two people that got away from him? There was the one chick with the really good hair. Yeah, well, they Is all there? had good hair. Devastating. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like no. her name was Karen, but I could just be making that up. 
Yeah, you're making it. I'm really embarrassed that I actually don't know because I'm like a Ted Bundy aficionado. You like are a, a Ted Bundy expert. I agree with that. That's a problem that I have. It's okay. Do you know that I was in Denver in April and I was mm-hmm. visiting with Angelo's aunt and uncle and I like was talking with Uncle Dan and I was like, who's your favorite serial killer? He's like, Stop oh, it. Ted Bundy, obviously. I was like, oh my God, same. <laughs> <laughs> so... Eh. It's like yeah. in the <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I want to say like favorite because that feels wrong. No, no, it's my he's my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No I mean, I, I'm fucking weird. It's fine. Would you bone Ted Bundy? No, I'm, no, but he would probably try to bone would you, my would you bone head. would you bone Ted Bundy? Would you rather bone Ted Bundy or or um Ed Kemper? Oh god. Ted Bundy, 100. Oh, okay, 100. Wait, I still don't think Ted Bundy that was, like, that attractive. But Ed Kemper's real smart, so I feel like he could, like, smart his way into my brain, you know? Oh, I think I'm going to pick Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah. He, everybody thinks Ted Which Bundy was hot. He's, like, seven feet tall. Who? Listen, I think okay. it'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Um, this murder happened on Halloween in 2005. Mm-hmm. Photographer Teresa Hallback disappeared. Her last alleged appointment was a meeting with Stephen Avery. <gasps> we all know him from our favorite Netflix series, Making a Murderer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's such a good... Uh, so good. It's so show. good. Who do, you ask so- Simon, who do you think did it? I don't know, you guys, I don't know the story, really. It's really? not one I ever followed. Like, I know peripherally what it is, but I never, like, watched the series. Um, I don't know why I didn't, which feels weird that I didn't, but... Um, really weird. I almost think you should turn it on right when we're done with this. Yeah, okay, gonna okay, well, you watch it, and I'd like to know... Uh, my thoughts and feelings? Did it, yeah. It, it's a, is, I mean, it, is it not I think him? the boyfriend did it, but he was acting real weird. The boyfriend? Is it, is yeah. it not? I think it's not Stephen Avery. I don't think it's him at all. Yeah. Should we call my mother-in-law? She was like obsessed with this. Hi, Trish. Um, she doesn't listen to this podcast. But uh, if she did, and if we took calls. She <laughs> <laughs> did. We could call and her and say, Trish, tell me everything about Stephen Avery. She's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> she would go on and on. So sort of quickly, Tracy, the story is this Teresa Hallbach went to Stephen Avery's home to photograph a minivan that he wanted to sell for his sister, I think, for this auto trader magazine. Mm-hmm. And that's it. No one saw her again. Mm. They later found her remains in a burn pit on his um, property. property. And you guys don't think he did it? You, you no. Watch, you got to watch the um, watch documentary. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, There's also like the thing with the nephew that's like so shitty and, and it's like a course. And he like has maybe a learning disability and like was interviewed, you know, as on the night that there was a WWE. Oh. Fucking yeah. Cause he was really into um WWE. And I think it was like on WrestleMania night or something. Oh no way. And he was like basically like kind of anxious being like oh so like when can i leave like gotta watch wrestlemania like trying to be yeah. like yo i gotta like i gotta watch wrestlemania like we gotta wrap shit up here yeah the um, guys that interviewed him were like really shady so, and was like all right so you're telling me like, you, well, did you, just this, right? you did oh, it like we can let yeah. you go yeah sucks. And 
yeah, they really they tricked him. Yeah, okay, for so sure. What, so so is her story that she just went to go take these pictures? Yeah, and she's then, a photographer, and he's like, okay. hey, I'm trying to sell this on Craigslist. Uh, I need photos. Yeah, it was and on then Halloween night on Halloween night. I did not know that part actually. And then um, they ended up, and so his job was like a he had a salvage yard, and so after like lots of searching, they found the vehicle that she drove there, like partially covered and in said salvage yard, like amongst all these other junker cars. Um, they also found some of Steven's DNA inside the car. Of her? Oh. Of her car. Oh, I thought, car. I thought you were slowly working you towards of did. her. And I was like, you her body. Yeah, I was like, oh, he did I don't it. think that it happened. Was, no, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> I would just be making that part up. No, but I also thought it was interesting that like they're saying, because he was falsely accused back in 1985 of a murder and sent to prison and then was released. So that's like a big portion of the story. Um, and, oh, you're in your basement. I didn't realize that. Sorry, sidebar. Um, yeah. And so they're saying like, that they had collected like, blood samples of his that they had had on file and then said blood files went missing. And so they were trying to prove prove no. oh, yeah, not done. they were trying to prove that the blood that was theoretically planted in his car had like trace amounts of edta which is the preservative that comes in like a lab five tube mm. uh-huh. lab five. fascinating hold on so you're telling me that the same man was falsely convicted of two separate murders in his the first life. one might have been a the sexual assault. One, I actually can't remember. It's been a long time. I think the first one was sexual assault, but it was something that after DNA later came out was proved to be not him. Yeah, it was and like, yeah, man, like on a serial rapist or something. Okay. Okay. And then boyfriend did it. He was real creepy. <laughs> yeah, I don't right, remember I'll watch the- it. And I'll report back because I do find this interesting. Yeah, you should yeah. because I, it's actually uh, back in the day it was a hot debate. I feel like people are. Oh, I remember people excited. talking about it all the time, and maybe that's why I didn't do it. I was kind of like, I don't want to watch this if everybody's it's watching it. Or something. Like, no, don't you no, hate it's somebody time. that it's you don't really like watching it? And then, what? Like, like when somebody you don't really like is like really into it, and you're like, oh fuck, I can't like it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a thing for sure. That's a thing. That's a good one. Okay. All right, number four. Okay. Um, this one I actually didn't know about. And as I was reading it, I was like, what the fuck? Okay, so this happened in Halloween 2010. Ooh, recent. Uh-huh. We say recent. Like, years ago is kind of like, <laughs> um, anyways, okay. 1970. Fair. Okay, so 16-year-old Devin Griffin returned home after attending church that evening. He walked into his family's Ohio home, and he was greeted by a scene worse than any horror film ever made. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's a copy-paste. So, at first, he found his stepfather, who was laying in bed, covered in blood. Jesus. I said, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I thought you said, who's this? I'm like, I already told you his name is Devin Griffin. He found his <laughs> dad. Okay. Fucking Devin Griffin, bro. And, for, and uh, apparently at first he was like, oh, this is like a joke. It's Halloween. Like, this is like fake. This is fake blood. There's no way. Like, it oh. was that 
What's or that emotional like, roller coaster of being like, yes. oh my god, Sweet. my family's dead. Wait a minute, this is a joke. Oh fuck, they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's, why, no. that's why I'm not like a huge fan of pranks like that, like big, like big pranks like that, because it's like that's that's tr- fucking traumatizing. And then imagine oh, if the family really? wasn't dead and there's just fucking fake blood everywhere. You'll never so sleep again. Nightmare clean up. Fuck yeah. that. Also, yeah, just just a lot of work. Yeah, you need a shit okay. ton of fucking. So not only did he find his dad, then he found his teenage brother and his mom. Almost murdered. So sad. So, um, there were. So they didn't all die the same. They they assume that the dad was bludgeoned with a hammer, and then so that the mom and the brother didn't wake up. And then the mom and the brother were shot. Oh, my God. So they figured it was a blunt object and a gun that were used. Um, No shell casings were found at the scene. The killer took the time to pick them up to cover his tracks. There's no sign of forced entry or robbery. Mm. Um, So they're thinking, hmm, there's got to be someone that they know. know, Right? Um, and then a neighbor told investigators that she'd heard banging, which could have been gunshots around 630 that morning. Yeah. In the morning? Fuck. Um, yeah, yeah. Like that's like not a serial killer time, right? No, you wouldn't think so. Is that weird to think that? Because I was thinking the same thing, Michelle. Like, it doesn't <laughs> I, feel like feel, I feel like nighttime. Because, you know, serial killer is like a and all these things and you don't yeah. think. Well, and I kind of feel like <laughs> maybe like if I wake up at like 5 a.m. I'm like I'm in the clear like no murderer is going to come at 5 a.m. If I'm a serial killer I am too tired at 5 a.m. to be dealing with this shit. If I've been killing all night? I'm yeah. Exhausted. And then I'm going to clean it up? Come on. You no, know, I'm tired. I'm gonna I'm gonna go shell casings? No, I'm going to fucking forget no. about it because I have and fucking ADHD how, and, that's and how I'm you not going to pick up my shell casings. <laughs> I'm not. I miss shell casings. I'm going to lick the fucking banister on my way out. Yeah. <laughs> Leave my because DNA like, everywhere. Because I was a hungry bear because I've been intermittent fasting all damn day. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. So um because of the um not forced entry and blah 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 they were like okay this is it's got to be someone in, in the family so um they quickly arrested um devin's stepbrother william bj lisk and Hold i'm just gonna refer to him as bj His middle name is bj i think it's a nickname oh william like BJ. BJ. Like probably Bill Jr. I thought you were telling me that his middle name was BJ and I was about to lose my fucking mind. Could you imagine naming a child like Frederick BJ Smith? Like that is so funny. To I feel me. like it's probably been done. I feel like. <laughs> name your middle. St- I can't. That's crazy. I don't know. Um, and it's. it's Wait, how old was Devin so- Griffin when he did this? No, Devin Griffin is the one who found the family. They are assuming it was his stepbrother, William BJ. BJ. (laughs) And I mean, it's kind of actually sad because he's got frosted tips in these photos. Ugh, he does. He does. (laughs) I mean, it's 2010, guys. I can tell by the photos. That's frosted tip era for sure. Um. So this part is sad. BJ had a history of mental illness and possible schizophrenia. Um, at the time of the murders, he was living at a group home in Sandusky, oh. Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Sidebar, he kind of already had like a, a history of violent crimes. In 2004, he was arrested for assault and robbery. He was also accused of hitting his stepmother with a cup of coffee and then stealing her car keys. Yikes. I feel like throwing like, a speed away at somebody and then murdering is like a big jump though, right? Yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, you have to wonder if there was anything else like within that time for, you know, like what else happened that just wasn't caught. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I guess the state dropped those charges against him, but neighbors all along had expressed concerns about him. Um, and they suspected that he also had been killing their pets. Also. Oh, there yes. it is. There it is. So now we just need bedwetting and starting a fire. And now yeah. Did making... he hit his head when he was little? Probably. Wait, yeah. bedwetting is a serial killer thing? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, killing animals, starting yeah. fires. Yeah. Bedwetting hit your head. So the trilogy is now four. No, because is it is it hitting your head? Well, or is hitting your head just a fun happenstance well, that everyone? I, mean, I think I feel like you could <laughs> get like you right. Like, I, I thought bedwetting was a sign of sexual abuse. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe I just made that part. Of I think it. it's like starting fires, killing animals, and there's one other thing that's like. I'll I'll look it up and I'll see because it's called like the make, make, make something triad of serial killers. Um, okay, while well, you guys look that up, um, so eventually they found some critical evidence. Um, I got in, it in BJ's truck. All right, are we there? Okay. The McDonald triad refers to the idea that there are three signs that can indicate whether someone will grow up to be a, cellular, a serial killer or other kind of violent criminal, being cruel or abusive to animals, especially pets, setting object fire to objects, and otherwise kidding, uh, committing minor acts of arsons and regularly wetting the bed. Which is called enuresis, and I don't think I knew that. Oh. But good job, Megan. Good. You had it right. Good job. Yeah, you did. Oh, thanks. Thanks, gang. I don't gang. Know you guys are talking about hitting your head, but yeah, you did the rest. Okay, so they found critical evidence. They found a twenty-two caliber rifle in his truck, and also while searching... Um, the group home where Lisk was staying, they found a bloody hammer in his closet. Oh, damn. So uh, he was charged with murder. Evidence. Yes, that's what we call evidence. Good job. Physical evidence. My my next word is evidence. (laughs) Confirmed. That DNA from BJ's father, stepmother, and stepbrother were on his clothing. Why would you bring it back? Well, I guess he's not. Okay. I was yeah. like, why do you bring it back with him? Like a trophy or just like he, he just didn't or know what to do? I mean, he took the shell casing and then he's like, I'm good. Because yeah. he has ADHD. He forgot, Brosh. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Um, so in a jailhouse phone conversation with BJ, his mother, because remember he killed his stepmother, his mother asked him about the crime. She said, uh, BJ, how could you? And BJ said, I wasn't in my right mind. Then all of a sudden he says, Mom, I can't talk about this anymore. So um, Detective um, Byington, who was part of the sheriff's office, then um, charged. I can't read. Uh, (laughs) You want to cut this part out? No, Uh, we're good. We're going to keep it. We're trucking right through. Try again. So phone conversation, phone conversation. He basically then had to change his plea to guilty. Mm. Um, and he received three life sentences without parole uh, in 
2015, he completed suicide while behind bars. And that's the end of BJ. See, I told you guys there's physical evidence, circumstantial evidence, and then there's also like forensic evidence, which would be more like DNA. Luminol? Yeah, luminol. Nice reach back to um, episode two. Yeah. Trace evidence. Excellent cool. witness evidence. Yeah. I those are good. Too. Those are good. Um, those are really sad. Those are really sad yeah. murders. Says really are. especially those little kids. That's just like so fucking devastating. But you know, good spooky topic that we like. That's a we do at work, we do serial killer Thursday. I don't know. We do serial, uh, serial killer day whenever all three of us are there and we yeah. re- talk about serial killers. So this was a this was a fun kind of serial killer Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. My, my one little wrap up here at the end, I just said that uh, these murders are stark reminders that on night when we embrace the eerie and mysterious, true horror can sometimes intrude. Did you these write that? Stories, yeah. Did you, did you write that? I did. I did not copy and paste that, believe you, it or not. You, can, um, you wrote that yourself? You're a poet. Yeah, with my fingers. Poetry. Oh, thanks. Um, Fucking Edgar so, over here. Let me finish my okay. goddamn thought. Okay. These tragic stories serve Go as Edgar. cautionary tales, urging us to appreciate the holiday while remaining vigilant and mindful of the real life horrors that can occur on Halloween night. Snap. The end. Good. Thanks, gang. Yeah, I liked it. So sad. I mean, like these poor babies that like don't get to live their lives. It's so fucking devastating. But that's why I that's why I like to listen to like murder stories, because like it's just I want to be so prepared. It's not helpful sometimes because I do feel like I I'm a little paranoid about stuff. But, you know, I just like to be. I also feel like the victims deserve their story to be told. And, you know, it's a way of. I don't know, remembering them, but then also like honoring. Sure. And being yeah. just aware of, you know, yeah. the terrible things that are in the world. Yeah, I agree. Good job. That was fun. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Bernie, what are you doing? Uh, I got another spooky. So spooky. Oh, it's so spooky. It's so spooky. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I can't do it now. It's a Ouija board. Oh, let's hear about it. All right. So we're talking about the Ouija board. Uh, If you're unfamiliar, it's the mysterious talking board. Um, And it was originally sold basically as it is now, like as what you would think of a flat board with the letters of the alphabet in two semicircles above the Numbers zero through nine, the words yes and no in the uppermost corners and goodbye at the bottom it, with its accompanied planchette, which is what moves across the board. It's a little teardrop shaped thing. Um, and it was originally sold for a dollar fifty. No shit. It was originally. So it's old. How old do you think the Ouija board is? Like, um, what year do you think it came out? For a dollar fifty, that yeah. still feels expensive to me. For like, you know, the if I was gonna say like the eighteen hundreds, like because wasn't that like a nickel gets you like a house? I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna guess nineteen sixty. I'm gonna guess nineteen thirty four. Okay, um, it is actually 
1891 was the first what? advertisement. Wowzer. So in 1891, $1.50 is $50 today. Oh, Can I tell you why I thought it was going to be in like the 30s? Yeah. Because I was like, oh, the Great Depression. Everyone was like, fuck this yeah. shit. I want to talk to my dead relatives. Mark. <laughs> yeah. That is, yeah. What, what else are you going to do? Shit. We don't have any money. Yeah. Have, but you don't no have money. $1.50 for a Ouija board either. We each no. get, well, but they each get like a, you know, a, a mouthful of rice. So maybe they were like, no rice this week. I'll have a fucking Ouija board. So, you know what they did before the Ouija board, like where the idea first came from was um, you would just shout A, B, C. And if there's a knock on the wood, on the like you would just scream that in your kitchen. Yeah. And then like once the letter came up, it, you'd hear a knock or some noise. Oh, my God. That and would then, take so long. Yeah. Ouija board. More efficient. Right. Okay. Yeah, really. <laughs> All right. So um the success the success of the ouija board um in 19th century america america was obsessed with spiritualism Mm -hmm. so this started off actually it's pretty interesting so the fox sisters were credited for starting the movement um the three sisters from rochester new york leah margarita and Catherine. i love this do you know about them no, but I'm obsessed oh. and I'm so excited to hear this. Okay. So they originally um, started this prank on the oldest sister by they would do quote unquote rapping uh, in their supposedly they lived in this old house in Rochester um, and supposedly it was haunted. Somebody got mm-hmm. murdered there. So they would make this rapping noise as being like, oh, the spirits are talking to us. Um, so it started out as a prank. But then later um, in 1849, they held their first public spiritualist rapping so they would like hold these seances or like spiritual things in the public of like them quote-unquote talking to spirits by talking and, and like just like fucking fucking around yeah well and tricking like, everybody yeah the rapping <laughs> was the noise that they would make from cracking their joints specifically like their toes or their knees what? or ankle and apparently it was like mess. so loud we're just concerned about their arthritis. I, <laughs> yeah, like their freaking like hands was they probably looked witchy as fuck when they were like forty two because they yeah. were like old. Yeah. So um, originally they rose to fame and they had successful car- careers as mediums. Um, later on, critics tried to like come. Uh, I wrote 1950. That's not right. It's probably 1850, a year later. Um, critics came to try to disprove their spirituality. Um, so in c- people who tried to disprove uh, spirituality, Harry Houdini was somebody who was like very anti-spirituality. Yes. He was like, fuck yes. that. I'm a musician, but none of these spirituality bitches musician? are real. Magician. Magician, not musician. I said magician. You said musician. Whatever. Maybe he was a musician. You don't know Harry Houdini. No, I but I actually... Bass. He was like, was he... I actually... Who, did, who just talked about him? Somebody just talked about him and said that. Said that like he would go around and he would like participate in other like different like seances and different things. Debunk them to try to debunk them because he like was like this is so fucked he did up. That to the foxes, he would like go to their thing and be like, "No, that's what they're doing." Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty rude. Cool. So fucking rude. It's just fun, that's Harry. Like, yeah, what Harry foxes just crack their knuckles. Oh my guy, go put yourself in handcuffs and calm down. We're like, all dying of fucking cholera. Just let us have our witch stuff. Let us be cool. <laughs> 
So um, in finally in 1888, before an audience of 2000, Margarita finally um, demonstrated how she produced these raps. Um, and it was audible throughout a whole theater in front of 2000 people. Um, they had doctors from the audience come onto stage and verify that the cracking of her toe joints was the source of the sound. So, and then it's kind of weird because then like later they kind of like tried to back it up and be like, oh no, just kidding. That wasn't fake. Yes, Tracy is raising her hand. Well, I just didn't want to talk over you. That's what we do here. Yeah. Um, Hold on. So this rapping was supposed to be how they communicated with dead people? Like, oh, um, make one noise if uh, you're listening to us. And then it would be like a tap, but it was them cracking their toes. Hey, are you, um, is this uh, Fred? Okay. So like, yeah, and it was like a Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right, continue apparently, on. Apparently like wildly loud. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so despite even these fa- claims that this was false, um, spiritualism's popularity continued to grow in America. Like America was like pretty psyched on spirituality overall. Um, so basically these guys um, wanted to capitalize on it. Because what do you do with things in America? We capitalize make on money. it. Make, <laughs> make money. money. Let's make money. So in 1886, um, this Associated Repress, uh, the Associated Press reported on a new phenomenon taking over the spiritualist camps in Ohio, the talking board, which was essentially a Ouija board. Um, before the, I told you guys about how before people would yell out the alphabet and the knock would include the next letter. So they were like, well, how can we make this like a game? Um, so Charles Kennard of Baltimore, um, decided to like create this into the board that we know that it is today. In 1890, he pulled together a group of four other investors, Elijah Bond, who was a local attorney, um, Washington Bowie, a surveyor, and um, they started this uh, Kennard Novelty Company to exclusively make and market Ouija boards. Um, They brought on... I'm so sorry. And maybe you're going to say this. What does the name Ouija mean? Like, mean? like or, <laughs> you're going to talk about that? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's later. Okay. So they brought in Helen Peters. Um, Helen Keller? Who, yeah, Helen Keller. No, Helen Peters. So Bond knew her, and he said she was a quote-unquote strong median. So she brought in, and she's who named the Ouija board. Okay. Um, they were sitting around a table, and they asked the board what it should be called. And the name Ouija... O-U-I-J-A came through. And when they asked what it meant, the ro- the board replied, good luck. Mm. Now, mm. it was something that Peters actually acknowledged later that she was wearing a locket um, with a photo of a woman bearing the name Ouija over her head. And it's very, it's thought that that locket was actually a photo of the famous author, um, who she admires O-U-I-D-A and that somebody misread it and spelled out Ouija instead. So Peters was obsessed with this author, had a locket with the photo of the author. Mm. And they think Mm. that like when they asked the board what to name it, somebody looked, saw it, misread it 
and made I it see Lisa. and like was pushing the shit around and like and they were trying. pushing okay. it yeah and but it misspelled it because they couldn't see or something okay so um I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick with that it means good luck in devil speak but, da, da, yeah. good luck um so now that they had a name for it they needed to get a patent right um what do you have to do in america to get a patent for a product pay money pay money mm, and also first. prove that it works right oh okay sure oh i well, thought you used pay money <laughs> well it's fine to pay money right um so they went to the chief patent office and they had to prove that um the ouija board worked so bond um, brought Helen Peters along um, to Washington, D.C., because she's going to help prove that the board worked. Um, the chief patent officer demanded a demonstration, and if the board could accurately spell out his name, um, which was supposed to be unknown to them, um, he'd allow the application to proceed and be like, oh, I guess it works. So they all sat down, they communicated with the spirits, they put their hands on the planchette, and it spelled out the officer's name. Correctly. Correctly. He was like, and they shit. didn't, they truly did not know this man's name. They were like, holy shit, that's awesome. Wow. So his name badge that said like Theodore, whatever. Where's they were like, up? we don't know. So <laughs> was it that it was the mystical spirits giving him information or the fact that Bond, as a patent attorney, might have known the man's name? Probably that. Who yeah. knows? Who? Might have been the Ouija board. Who knows? Was not. Um, it's not the Ouija board. It's unclear whether um, how how anybody knew the name, but they were given a patent saying that it actually did work. Um, but it, the patent didn't give any information of how the board worked, just that it did work. Mm, okay. So they were just like, yep, it works. Here's your patent. Um, in 1982, the company went from one factory in Baltimore to two factories in, Baltim in Baltimore, two in New York, Two in Chicago, one in London. Just for and a Ouija board? So Ouija boards are a fucking hit. It went from one Ooh. factory making Ouija boards to, yeah. to international Ouija board factories. Yes. That feels unnecessary. Well, there it is. So in 1893, Kennard and Bond were out. Um, internal pressures, um, lots of changes, lots more money. Uh, caused fights i know crazy but so they left and it was basically left to this guy william fold who had gotten in on, as an investor on the ground floor and he's now running the company so despite the fact that he ran the company um there was like very public fights about who actually owned the ouija board rights um Fold never himself said that he was the inventor of the Ouija board, although his obituary did say he was. But here's some more Ouija board lore. Mm -hmm. um, he died in a fold, died in a freak accident where he fell through the roof of the new factory that they were building him. That supposedly the Ouija board told him not to build this factory. And no shit. Randomly Yay. fell through the roof and fucking died. So that's creepy. That's some mystery and lore for sure. Yeah. So like, Dope. and then went in his obituary, they were like, oh yeah, like the creator of the Ouija board, even though he wasn't, he was just running the company at the time. Mm. Um, so Ouija in pop culture. So this is actually super interesting. Um, we were kind of chatting 
um, earlier. And when we were chatting, you guys were saying how it's um, a way to communicate with demons and devils and how you need to burn it, the board to get rid of it. Yeah. And it's like a gateway to hell, right? Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically. So do you know what thing in pop culture maybe led to these like thoughts of why this Ouija board is that? Satanic um, panic. What? Satanic panic. Uh, mm, I Not related. Know. Is there like a specific event? It's like a very specific pop culture reference. Is it Carrie? Like the movie Carrie? Oh, you're so close. Um, Think harder on your um, like pop culture horror films. Um, Pre-Carrie? I don't know that I know any pre-Carrie horror the films. The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Oh, Duh. that's fair. Yeah. So actually... Um, so throughout the years, there was a lot of stories published saying that um, there was like murders. There's a Chicago woman that was sent to a, a psychiatric hospital that tried to explain to doctors that she wasn't suffering from mania, but Ouija board spirits told her to like murder these people. Jesus. Um, Pearl Curran made headlines when she began writing poems and stories that she claimed were dictated by the Ouija board. Um, and there was this also this like per- Pulitzer Prize winner James Merrill cited that some of his work was dictated to him, not from his own brain, but like the Ouija board dictated it to him and That's wrote it. Nuts. <laughs> but um, aside from like a, the handful of murders, it was usually seen that the Ouija board was kind of lighthearted, jokey. Like on I Love Lucy, it showed Lucy and Ethel like do you want to say? Do you guys know that show? You know what I'm yes. talking about? Um. I don't my favorite show when I was growing up. I really, it. yeah. Um, but so it was kind of like jokey, family friendly connection to the spiritual world. Pretty lighthearted, pretty whatever. Um, but in 1973, in the movie The Exorcist, it shows the beginning scene is of the little girl playing with the Ouija board and then becoming um, a devil possessed possessed through it oh so i've never seen that movie so oh wow really (laughs) are you really asking that oh okay no (laughs) it's like you guys 1973 is when my first spooky tale started (gasps) oh there you go yeah you're you're the exorcist (laughs) um that's your title yeah, the year of the exorcist. Um, so basically, after Reagan was playing with the board, she became possessed, um, and it shifted the way that people perceived perceived the Ouija board to this lighthearted, jokey, playful, spiritual thing to like this demonic, um, devil worshiping board. Yeah. Um, so then after that, a lot of horror movies used it to depict, um, it opening gates of hell. religions condemned it saying that it was the devil's way to communicate. And even Pat Robertson from the 700 club. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? That motherfucker? No. not know about the 700 club. No, that's fine. Um, but he declared <laughs> that demons can reach us through the board in 2011, by the way, that's like pretty recent. That's yeah. 1977, right? Yeah. Like, anyway, so whether they're spooky or spiritual, um, there's they're like associated with this distinct like danger with using them now. Yeah. 
Um, so do you guys know how the boards work? Other I mean, than actual I, spirits, I haven't. I mean, with? when is the last time you used a Ouija board? I mean, I was probably like 16 last year. Yeah, I was probably 13 at a sleepover party. Oh, yeah, you're doing yeah. that and last light as another sieves board. And yeah, yeah. exactly. So, no, we play those at my water party. Berkey, you, you said you did the, did this last year? Oh, yeah. We do it all the all the time for the Halloween parties. Did it work? I'm not coming. Berkey. Well, no. Ever since I moved into my actual house, I don't do it anymore. I used to only do it when I lived in an apartment. Because that way, if that shit got haunted, I can move yeah, out. Yeah, fuck that. I own this place now. <laughs> the interest rates are too damn high to move out. Can't get the payments <laughs> in this true. place. So your insurance is never going to cover demonic possession never. either. For chance, I'm going to be no like way. you guys. I paid for that policy. They're like, no, you my guy, to- look at the demon policy. My guy, <laughs> Greg, come on. Like you shouldn't have been fucking around with a Ouija board. Yeah, it's like, your own call. And then and then in and then in the insurance policy, it, they have to like go through the questions, like when you get hit by a car or something like that. And it's like, all right, just checking off a few questions here, just to be sure. Um, you did not uh use a Ouija board during any sort of ritual right and then you have to be like well. yeah. and then they're like, like goodbye when we were done yeah <laughs> goodbye it was like when i was filling out my life insurance they're like um do you do this now do you do this now do you rock climb and i was like not on real rocks identify like, rock mean? climbing and he was like <laughs> and i was like i can't lie it's like literally like photos of me scaling mountains on my and then Instagram. the guys and then the guy and then you go no i don't rock climb and then the guy goes do you know the word bivy and then you go fuck you got me lloyd <laughs> okay <laughs> fine greg i bivy okay bitch. okay i know what a bivy is pay for my life if i fall out of the bivy please <laughs> Anyway, um, Ouija boards work on a principle known as the idiometer effect. Mm. Um, So in 1852, physician and psychologist William Benjamin Carpenter published a report examining these autonomic muscular movements that take place without conscious will or volition of the individual. So even if in your brain you wholeheartedly believe, like, I am not moving this device. You're still fucking moving it. You're fucking moving it. Um, so they've demonstrated many phenomena attributed to spiritual or paranormal forces or mysterious quote unquote energies that are actually ideomotor action. Mm. Um, so it's basically saying that even honest, intelligent people can unconsciously engage in muscular activity that is consistent with their expectations. So that's why you can spell things out that like maybe subconsciously you're like expecting or wanting um, and truly believe that, like, oh, I didn't do that. Yeah. So interesting. I feel like even if you're playing this like Ouija board with somebody, like, since it is kind of subconscious and you don't think you're moving it, like, you could probably get some shit on somebody, right? Yeah. Especially if it's subconscious, especially if it's like, like, yeah, if it's just like if you're if you're just saying something about like who likes this person and then it's like they move it to like Josh or something, yeah. you know, it's like that <laughs> that bitch has a crush on my fucking ex or whatever, and yeah. it's like you know, I feel like that's what it was used for. And when you're like, thinking. no, I truly wasn't moving it. Why would oh I? Say that? I was. I thought it was gonna say you know Teddy, and it's like, <laughs> shut up, Veronica, you dumb idiot. So um, they also show that suggestions can get guide behavior um, and can be given by subtle clues. So basically like basis of like hypnotism as well. Yeah. Like a similar vibe. Which do you guys believe in hypnotism? 
Um, I, I want to. I want to believe in it. Like, do you believe um, in those people who just like go like go to sleep and then they're asleep and they like snap no, their that fingers? Feels crazy. No, that feels insane, right? I don't yeah. think I can believe it. I my dad tried to get hypnotized one time to quit smoking cigs. I would love to hear from someone who has been hypnotized, like what that experience was like. Yeah. I, maybe if we go to Vegas, Chris Angel can hypnotize us. That'd be sick, right? Chris Angel feels scary to me. Chris Angel. Yeah. yeah I, don't think I think I, I saw him live. Did you? I don't think he was very good, if I'm recalling. I don't know. I'm going to check in with Patty Cakes and see if that's true or if I'm check making it up. Check in with her because I would like to know somebody <laughs> who's been Chris Angel live. Do you remember when he scaled the fucking Luxor Hotel and he was on oh the Oh my God, yes. Yeah. yeah. What a psycho. I, you know, I'm fucking bummed. I want to be Chris Angel for fucking Halloween. Have you ever seen David Blaine though? Like he's scary as fuck, the things that he can do. No, I like Chris Angel's fucking vibe. Uh-uh. Chris Angel reminds me of like an emo kid from like 20, 2011. Yeah, okay, well, there you go. That's why she likes him. I would that's say he's sure. more goth. He's more like yeah, that's fair. He's not emo. He's he yeah. was goth. I agree. He's yeah, more like Davy from AF. Maybe like rave. Maybe like ravey a little bit. You know, like a rave guy. Oh, like a, like goth a riot girl rave, rave guy. Yeah, yeah, a goth. I think he's like Davy Havoc from AFI. Like he really wanted to be that, and then yeah. but also be a magician. Yeah, mind break. Oh my god! Keep talking about Ouija boards. I can't with that one. <laughs> uh, no, that's all I got, baby. That's it. Yeah, that's oh, it. That's it. No, that was incredible. Oh, I no, I loved it. it. That was so good. Some people have issues with how. Oh my long god! I, I don't have though. issues with lengthy stories. Oh, I just wasn't man. expecting glaciers to be an hour-long subject. So interesting. You're right. Slack, my friend. How much do Ouija boards cost today? Like $14.99, right? Probably. Something That's like that. $21.99. Does Mattel make it? Who makes it now? I do think, I think it was Parker Brothers for a while, but didn't somebody uh, buy Parker Brothers? I don't know. I don't know that I would ever know that. Well, good job, Michelle. That was fascinating. That's really neat. Thank you. Hasbro makes them inherited the Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers used to make it. Now it's Hasbro. Nice. Yeah, that was really good. I did. There was actually a significant amount I didn't know about it, so I really liked that. That was fun. Good I started topic. really getting on like down, like these like foxholes of like the sisters and like the freaking weird things that happen. To, like, did you call it foxhole because their last name was Fox? Yeah, I think I meant to say wormhole, and then I read. And then you did. And I tried to, and I tried to walk it back, and I was like, "No, keep going." Forward. Yeah, I saw your face. I saw your brain moving. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Foxhole, oh, keep going." And they yeah. notice. <laughs> I notice everything. Tracy like was holding her breath. She was like. <gasps> No, oh, actually, the grammar police are here. And I was like, I how do I walk back foxholes? Shit. <laughs> you don't have oh to. I just wanted to wanted to comment oh, on it. It was good. The episode so far, guys. I'm like, well, into yeah. it. Well, let me wait. I, I know you want to do a would you rather, but I kind of have a, um, something interesting. Do you guys think that ghosts are real? Well, okay. First, do you think ghosts are real? Yes. Yes, uh-huh. yes. yes, yes. 100%. Okay, have you ever encountered a ghost? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do we have time to share those stories real quick? Sure, we can share those instead of doing would yeah, you we'll do, we'll do a would you, would you rather at the end. I would like to do a, the spooky would you rather, but yeah. I also think this is w- worth some time. Yeah, I think most people have heard my my couple of stories um, that I have about ghosts. My um, I don't even 
know if it's a ghost or it's just like a visitation. The first one was my ex um, who passed away, visited yeah. me and a friend of mine in a dream um, at the same oh. time on the same night. Um, and we both woke up at the same time. And like I woke up to call her to like say I just had this crazy dream. And she was calling me at the same time oh, yeah, exactly. that she was having the exact same dream that I was having. That um, yeah, yeah. That's real. That's real. And like, again, yeah. I don't know that that's theoretically like a ghost visiting me, um, but I think it was his spirit. And I think he was just trying to like help us through kind of a really challenging time. Um, nice ghost story. Yeah. Well, this one, this other one, all my ghosts, like my, I have a couple of ghost stories are all nice. Like I've never met, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is crazy, but like, I don't really believe that ghosts are like bad. I think it's people who like hang around cause they got to, they got to finish something they got to like make sure of something so like the house that i live in um was in one family from i think 54 is when the house was built 54 56 something like that um and like the the this the dude who lived in who like he like built the house like with his two hands like built this home um and so uh then when he passed away his son moved in here and lived here for his whole life with his wife. Um, and then when he, his wife died and he went to a nursing home, they were selling the house. And that's when I got, came in and, and got this house. But I like upended it and like redid everything like down to the studs, got rid of a ton of stuff. Um, so anyway, it was like a week. I'd been living here for like a week or two. And my um, husband who, who was my boyfriend at the time um, was staying over. Cause I just was like, come stay at my house. Like, I don't want to stay alone. And, um, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and always, was, that's when it's always fucking, fucking witching hour, man. And it was three o'clock on the dot. It wasn't like three ten, no. like whatever. It was like three o'clock and I woke up. Like every time I wake up and I have to pee at 3 a.m., I get so fucking scared. Oh, I don't go. I hold it. I go, no, no, thank you. I'm glad because I'm like, I I can wait a minute. I can wait a hundred minutes. Yeah, I will wait till 5 a.m. Really, there are no serial killers and no ghosts. Yeah, no. And sometimes I have to pee at 3 a.m., so I just run really fast. Yeah, that's fair. Don't look in the mirror. Don't you dare look in that mirror. No, Bloody Mary's coming to get you. Every time. I don't look outside my front window either because that's. No, because somebody's going to be standing there with a knife for yes. sure oh yeah. my god absolutely so the house that i live in now i don't think is haunted but my, my old apartment was this house yeah. is more haunted yeah that's why we don't need you board in it <laughs> so i woke up at 3 a.m and um i was laying where i lay there's like a window here with and i at that time i had sheer curtains no um, oh no i know and no. so so truly i looked over to my right and i could see the outline of a man standing i'm not kidding you standing next to my bed and it was like an old-timey man with like one of those old-timey caps and then like you could see that his hand was on something like a cane and he was just standing down looking at me and i could see like the outline of his nose and i just i kind of looked for a minute and i wasn't scared right away because i was like i it just felt like okay and he was just like looking down at me and then my body kind of caught up to like what was happening. And I was like, and I said out loud, why is there a man standing here? And then I just screamed and was like, oh my God. And as soon as I started screaming, he disappeared, like fucking disappeared. And then, what? To gaslight you. Yeah, 100. 
Phil woke up and was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, what's going on? And I was like, there was a fucking man standing here. Like, there was an old man standing next to the bed. And he was like, there wasn't. Like, I don't see anything. But Phil, sweet, sweet angel husband, walked around the whole house with like a butcher's knife looking for people, making sure they're clear. All the doors were locked. Nothing was amiss. Did he believe you that it was a ghost? Mm -hmm. He didn't believe me. I couldn't fall back asleep. So we stayed up and we watched Girls on HBO for like, for until like 5.30 in the morning. Because that's like when I was like, okay, the sun's coming up. 5.30, you're safe. Okay, so now this is not the story's not over though. So no. Then the so I was like, okay, I don't think that was scary, but like I don't know. And now remember, this man built this house that I live in. Like he built this house, and then his son lived in this house. And then this fucking crazy redheaded bitch just like comes over and is like, I'm gonna change everything, right? Um, so green walls. I think I think that he wanted to just like check to make sure that like I was going to be nice to the house and like I was going to treat it well and like live here with respect and whatever. So I, I fell back asleep. And then in my dream, I would, ha- I would have a dream that I was sitting up and looking at my um, closet that's right in front of me in bed. And there would be just like an old man's hand opening the closet slowly, oh, you guys. And then I would wake up and I was already sitting up in bed staring at my closet Whoa. i would wake up oh like sitting up oh my god and my I'm closet out of the house and my closet was always just a little bit ajar i'm not your, kidding your i'm not making this up. haunted so i no. so then i said so then i kind of freaked out and was like oh my god I'm, and this happened twice in a row where i would I'm go back and be like this Absolutely is crazy not. keep your to it and then it would happen again and then i woke up and then i just said to him sir I promise I'm going to take care of this house, but I actually can't handle this. You can't do this to me anymore. I think I know who you are. At first, I thought it was the man who lived there before, but he was still alive, so it wasn't his dead soul. Um, (laughs) So then I was like, sir, you have to leave me alone. I can't handle this. I promise I'm going to take care of the house. And then I never had another instance again. No. You stayed that, one, one more time than I would have. Isn't that spooky? Yeah. That's super spooky. Yeah. It is. I think I'm pretty lucky. This house I'm I'm in right now is death not haunted. What about you, Megan? You kind of live in like an old farmhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's haunted for sure. But I think yeah. it's like a nice sort of spirit. Like, in fact, when we pretty bought this haunted. house, it, it was built in 1850. Um, oh, you. So... And there's been like a couple additions and like different things that have happened here. And and when we bought the house, it was being used as a day spa, like since the 90s. Oh, interesting. And yeah, so we, um, the lady had been trying to sell the house for like a long time, like for sale by owner. And then finally she agreed to have a realtor. And then we came here and he's like, okay, well, I'll represent both of you guys. So it was like a sort of a strange. Is that legal? Yeah. Is yeah. that legal? Yeah, like I think he just wanted like the commission and like the, all the money. I don't know, all the money. And I'm like, yeah, you seem legit. That's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so very sort of unconventional. Like she was here during the walkthrough and like the inspection. And of course, my mom insisted on being here. And she was like, has there ever been any paranormal activity? I'm like, mom. Good question, mom. Shut up. And then the lady who was here was like, Oh, yeah. But we asked her to leave and it's been fine. And I was like, <laughs> all night? You're like, what? Did she give you more so, information? Um, so, actually, the room that I'm sitting in right now is the kid's old playroom. It's a den now, 
but it was like added on for whoever probably two or three previous owners had built this room for the mother to live in and i think she died in here oh, in that fucking room i think so oh, but like but like i don't know every time i walk past my stairs which are right outside of this room to like my upstairs out of the corner of my eye i always feel like i see someone walking by but like it doesn't feel scare bad you. yeah it doesn't no, scare you it doesn't scare me at all you just like, so, you're like, oh there was somebody there huh yeah but of course my mom came and like saged the house and all those things and yeah, like obviously things um, but also when I was very little, we rented a house, which another old lady had died in and all of her belongings were up in the attic. Ooh. And my dad used to have, um, like have a band that he played in. And he, so he had this little sort of like jam room up there. So when I was little, I would wander up there and my mom said one day she couldn't find me. So then she looked and I was coming down the stairs and she's like, Megan, like, where have you been? What's going on? I was like. I don't like the lady that lives up there. Mm. I just got full body fucking chills. Absolutely not. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? Do you like remember saying this? Like, do you remember? I I think my mom has told me the story so many times that I've now sort of like come up with a memory because I I vaguely remember my dad's stuff being up there and like there being old trunks. But you were like pretty young. Belongings. Yeah, I was real little. I was probably three or four. Oh, okay. It's the best time, so, though. That's when kids are the most open. Yeah. So, yeah, those are my ghost stories. That's fucking freaky. Ooh. What about you, Michelle? So, um, I always, like, kind of like going to, like, creepy places. Um, yeah. But we broke into Mantino State Hospital uh, when I was, like, in high school. Um you broke into it? Yeah. So, it was abandoned in, like, the 80s. Is that, like, the Nut Hut in Tinley? I know it was a it was a psychiatric facility. Yeah, fuck that. Like an inpatient like psych facility, Um, and it was in Mantino. Um, So they closed it in 1985, but it had been open since like the 20s. Um, But like, so obviously we were like, oh, it's like October. Let's go hang out here um break and entering like get a breaking and entering charge it's called See what happened. exploring okay calm down and you gotta keep your fucking flashlights off sometimes so the cops don't see you in there so it Jesus. gets really fucking creepy we were very um, different um teenagers yeah that makes sense um so we're just in there and I just remember like I never saw something specific but just like the energy the I yeah. was just like this is like somebody's following us like yeah this is very oh, and they're probably honestly pissed that you're there because like they, yeah they're like why yeah, are you in my house like fucking yeah around. not that we weren't even necessarily being disrespectful we were just kind of like exploring we weren't like ruining anything we weren't doing anything but like yeah just kind of like yo why are you like in our space probably um so yeah um and then we i've also this was actually pretty recently now you can do um like tours of the abandoned Juliet prison Mm -hmm. um and that was actually used pretty 
recently compared to like if you're walking around in there and you're like oh this had to have been closed in like 1945 no, no. it was like like when did Juliet 2013 something it's 2002 oh okay i thought it was i thought it was in the in the uh 2010s but Still, if you it was built in 1865 yeah it's scary as fuck and when you go in there you're like this was closed in the 50s and no, no. and it's nightmarish inside it's horrific yeah um but we were there on halloween i don't know if it was last year or the year before but it was like super foggy super the year not, stateville. Right when you you the with not state not stateville right no well stateville's no. still open yes that is just like the actual prison this the joliet prison was, yeah okay yeah because doesn't stateville also do like a haunted thing every year oh, yeah. it's just fun. like a fake haunted house though it's not like a real prison it's just like ooh, it's a haunted it's like oh, a big okay, deal. Okay. like probably like high quality haunted house that they use like good props it's okay. good it's good it is good um but yeah so <clears throat> you can just do like flashlight like self tours of um the Juliet prison that's abandoned and um they had the death row cells open um and I no. kind of wandered away from Rich and I was like oh I'm gonna check these out so I walk in the first one and I'm like oh yeah pretty creepy walk out walk in the next one I'm like oh yeah pretty creepy walk out walk into the third one and I was like um this is fucked up um uh, like couldn't move and I was like I felt like I was going to die. Like, really? Oh I I felt like unsafe. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I walked. Did in. you say it was really cold too, or no? It Did was I make that like, up? no, yeah, it felt cold. It felt like I just like walked in, and I was like, like I walked into a freezer or something, like a noticeable temperature shift. I I was like, oh my god. I, I don't like that. I just like felt on well, and I was like, oh, "Fuck this! I got to get out of here." So I walked out, and I was like, mm, "That was weird." There's no way that like actually fucking happened, right? Walk back in. I was like, "It happened." So scary. And I like kind of like did this thing where I like was like looking around. I was like, "Oh my god!" We're, and like I couldn't find Rich. And then all of a sudden, he kind of was like, "Oh hey, what's up?" And I was like, "I think I almost just." died somehow but not really but like nothing <laughs> happened but like it was like really stressful um so i never saw anything but like I, it was not cool like i don't no. think you needed to i feel like that was enough yeah. to be convinced yeah, yeah. whatever was in that cell was like, was like i'd get- like you to fucking leave now yes, absolutely. like maybe murdered white women i don't know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> something 30 year old white women was who he murdered maybe i don't know that's spooky ooky. that was fun yeah. so if you want to go get haunted this halloween you could go there too and check yeah. It out yeah or you could be like me and don't either yeah. way <laughs> so you won't go oh i let's do a would you rather would you rather yeah. have your eyeballs plucked out of your head or go to a haunted house eyeballs plucked out of my head thanks this so much. is oh, a haunted God. house though this That's is like foolish an abandoned prison don't call Crazy. me foolish for my yeah. guys haunted houses i would be the person in those things i mean truly i went to universal studios like night just nights of horror or whatever they're called many many years ago and i was just walking around sobbing 
just oh, sobbing uncontrollably. Would you rather go to the Joliet abandoned prison, which is probably truly haunted by actual spirits, but theoretically no one's popping out at you, or the Statesville haunted house where they're going to chase you with the chainsaw at the end? The prison. Yeah, that's the right answer. Yeah. Even though it's the wrong answer because it's theoretically more dangerous because it's real? Question mark? Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know that's more dangerous. I don't want any... I don't... I mean, there's I don't, a lot of asbestos there. <laughs> listen, my high school, uh, when I was a freshman, like, we d- were delayed by, like, three weeks because they had to clear all the asbestos out. And then when we walked in... It happened. It, they were literally just still cleaning out like the tops of things that we were like walking through and they were like, just don't look at us. And we were like, cool, 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 cool. They're like N95s. Really? We were like, we're all just going to die soon. Um, so, you know, asbestos is fine. Less scary than haunted houses to me. There you go. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, how real would you rather? Okay, we let's do, we'll do, I have two. Um, okay. One of them's spooky. One of them's just gross that I want to read. Okay. Um, would you rather wake up in a glass coffin that is slowly filling with water no or wake up in a locked room that is on fire 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 why i'm really afraid of enclosed spaces you can break glass though probably easier than you can get out of a room that's engulfed in fire no no drowning and enclosed spaces are terrifying yeah that's really scary. I feel like drowning would be less painful than burning alive. But is there I a door like drowning would out of the room? It doesn't say that. Just it says a locked room. It's locked. You can't get out. You can break down the door, Meg. I think you could break glass too. A glass coffin? How that thick is the glass? Three inches? I can't break that. I bet what you if could. It's like, yeah, really. Th- no, I, and if you're in glass. a glass coffin, you probably don't have like the movability of your limbs and to get the leverage to break the glass. You could kick. You could probably kick the bottom out. What, like two you, inches? That's not you enough. Have tools? Do you have tools with you to break? No, the there are no tools. No tools. <laughs> you're not no, getting leverage I'm, to break no, here. I'm also probably choosing fire because I feel like you could probably figure it out. But then it's also so scary because, like, what if you open the door and there's just more flames? You know, and what then it's just- die from smoke inhalation. It'll be fine. Oh, it's bad. Okay, um, and then the other one. This is, this is like just. <laughs> it just oh makes God. me go like that and do that noise. Would you rather? I don't even know if I can read it. You have to read it. Pull your own thumbnail off with a fork. No. Okay. With a fork? That's not even yeah. possible. Like, 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 like stick the fork underneath them. Yeah. Oh, it. fuck. Okay. okay. Or put a toothpick under your big toe and kick uh, a wall. Wait. Which one? I don't know. No. I'm going toe. You're wait. going toe. You put the, the toothpick on like the pad. No, like no, under, under your, your nail of your. Oh big no, toe. no, 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 no! You're gonna no, pull no. your thumbnail off with a fork. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna the pull thumbnail. my pinky fingernail off with a fork. I think I'm touching my That's toe right now, and I'm touching my thumb right now, and I think the thumb would hurt less. Could you imagine a toothpick going into like <sighs> underneath your toe bed? No, it's hurting right now. Stop it. <laughs> So I don't know. I chose it. It's fine. You chose it's fine. Megan's sticking with toe. Me I, and Berkey are ripping our I, fingernails off with a fork. I think that it feels less painful. Oh, I think it's all bad. It all so, honestly kind of makes me throw so up. <laughs> oh, um, those are my with your others, guys. Hope you liked them. Yeah. That was good. One. <laughs> good. What an right, episode, cool. chicks. Yeah, this is a fun, spooky episode. Um, 
Good job, guys. I liked being just the commentator. Thanks for that. <laughs> Isn't it a nice job sometimes? It is a nice job. Absolutely. Well, um, f- for anybody listening out there, follow us on the things on Instagram at Deep Derailments Pod. Um, if you want to send a would you rather, we're going to start a new Wednesday thing where I'm going to post um, Wednesday would you rather and you guys can write in would you rather's that you want. And we'll just kind of um, compile them and uh, we can do the, like listener ones on here. Um also, if you have any like spooky tales you want to tell us about for you know the next week, we can you know, ghost read some ghost stories on air for anybody who wants to write in. And um, yeah, if you have any things that you want to write about, deepderailmentspod at gmail.com. Otherwise, uh, what are we saying? Go deep. Get, Get derailed. derailed. All right. Good. Okay, cool. Baby. Talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>